0: The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2.
1: And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. We are uh, not at our normal post. Not exactly sure whether we could have gotten into our normal post today right. at the Foundry Distilling Company. We're actually in David's uh, sunroom this afternoon. It's not a lot of sun. It's dark out and snowy, but uh, it's the moon room. It is the moon room tonight. That's great. Uh, nonetheless, a bonus edition of the Hawkeye. Is this turning red here? Is that? A yeah, you're turning there red. We you're we go. good. there. you go. How's that? That's good. A bonus edition of the Hawkeye Huddle. Although you will be missing out on Thursday's regular edition because it's Turkey Day and Thanksgiving and all that, and we'll be off and about doing other things, but uh, we're going to get you set for all the action coming up this week. Iowa with a couple of basketball games on the men's side, the women's side, actually as well. I don't think anybody knew um, that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Of course, football on Friday with Nebraska, and we will recap here as we get things started. Iowa's uh, sort of... I I mean, it was an easy 38-21 victory over Penn State. There are a few moments of doubt, but... Did we, get, some, did we get to 41? Did we get to 41? Sorry, 41-21. Sorry. Why did I read 38? Um, at some point in time there when Iowa got down 7-3, to three, there was a couple of seconds where you're like, eh. Then they came out, ran the football, threw the football, went down the field. And after they scored at that point, you know, I know that there were a lot of big plays after that, but I tell you what, I just, it never felt like at that point in time game was in doubt.
0: Well, I I felt like when they scored right before halftime, is that yeah. that was it's the over. Uh, that was the not the nail for sure, but it certainly led to uh easier breathing through the halftime. It allowed for uh Iowa to continue to maintain doing what they were doing, running the football with great effectiveness with both running backs. Um, you know, Spencer Pedrus played a Pretty darn good managing the football game game. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to our friend Bruce down at GMIGS on Sunday morning, and he said, how good would this team be with C.J. Beathard? And I said, well, they'd be better. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. Um, He's not there. We have what we have. And to quote our famous movie, Winning, is, like, so much better than losing. It's like,
1: if you know what I'm saying.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? And, says, uh, like to win. and the Hawks are on a nice winning streak. Uh, they've got a, I don't even know what adjective to use for Nebraska, a mess uh, of a Nebraska team coming in on Friday. But uh, before we go there, let's, uh, you know, the Hawks hadn't beat Penn State since the Adrian Claiborne game back in
1: well, not not on the road. Not, yeah, it's 2009. Right. right? Uh, they had lost six straight, and and uh, and, and there had been a couple of close ones in there. It was a blowout in there as well, but a couple of close ones. This one definitely it w- was a blowout at, eventually on the right side of things. I think you made the point. Uh, the big play, really the big play of the game, the big series of the game, if you had to have one where it, where it turned – uh, completely in your. Direction. So
0: why is Franklin going for it? It's, you got yeah. third and one. They lose two yards, and he decides, "Let's well, go for it on fourth down." Yeah, from they're zero and four. They're zero four, and they're down. They're down. What
1: was it? Uh, 17-7. Seventeen to seven. Seventeen to seven. At that point, I, I thought I wasn't surprised he went there. I thought the play call was awful strange. And I, the, the, the interesting thing is leading up to that. You know, they they had done a, a play reversal because again, Big Ten officials spotting. The team I was playing with the ball like four yards further than they got. Now, okay, was, they, gave, they gave the guy his helmet instead of where the ball was. And they moved it back, right? The was clearly a move back. Now, normally that doesn't end up playing too much into what happens, right? Right. But Kirk
0: called for it
1: and boom, got it. You, you, you get them to lose two yards on thir- third down. And then they threw this weird sort of All singular right. sideline fade pattern on fourth down. And you're like, okay. Yeah, got the ball at midfield. you got plenty of time, right?
0: Plenty of time. Good they, field goal kicker. Uh, you know, you thought, well, at least maybe you can get three out of this. And then, you yeah. know, Petrus hit a couple good passes. Uh, uh, Laporta made a really nice catch over the middle. Then he got down there, and you're like, gosh, we can run.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, we, we got guys, time. Exactly. That's just, hey, you got time to hand the ball off. You know, it's it's really, at that point, it's not even a question as to whether you have the opportunity to score it the way you want to, right? Right. You know, you, so, you know, and, and they went ahead and did it. And so, good for them, because that, was, that put the game, at that point, and it was 24-7 at halftime, and you're like, okay. And granted, uh, Penn State hit a couple of home runs and came back, but in all honesty... Never felt like. And then uh, to Davion
0: me, Nixon yeah. finally gets the big man touchdown that he deserved a couple of weeks ago.
1: And, and shades of Adrian Claiborne, right? I mean, you know, it, it, it is funny to see an Iowa defensive lineman running a ball back. Uh, and, of course, everybody's talked about the, the running back moves he made, you know, the Euro step or whatever. But definitely, to me, switching hands with the ball. That was something. That was something, right? That, that was something. He's, that, he's he's fast. He's athletic. There's no question about it, right? Yeah, and he's a big man. He's a big man. He, he, I, I mean I'm I'm already looking towards next year, right? I'm just like, God, is this only? We're only going to get one year of this guy in, at
0: this level. Well, I'm not looking past this. And, and before you before you go too far, on uh, Nixon, I thought uh, whoever the sideline reporter was. Said that Phil Parker ripped into his defense, going, "What are you doing? This guy cannot beat us with his arm. Yeah, get up there and quit dropping twelve yards back every time he drops back and fill the holes." And I texted you, going, "Where's Jack Campbell?" And they brought him in the next it's, series, was, yeah, and, and he started making some plays. Now, I don't think he was a hundred percent because I don't, I didn't feel like he played uh, as much as I thought he would after that. Nevertheless, Neiman had like. When he ended up with 17 tackles. Neiman, Neiman had 17 tackles, most in a game since
1: 2012 for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Currently leading uh, the Hawks in tackling now because 17 goes on top of your 32 you had coming in yeah, that'll, to, give, to that'll get you up it. there a ways. But uh, yeah, he had, he had 13 in the first half. He was a monster in the first half. Of course, they were running up the middle uh, quite a bit in that first series. Um, what I, You know, I, I thought um, there are a couple of other things I thought were, were interesting that Penn State did. I mean, so the Lavis kid runs the ball. You know, he, he runs the ball down the field basically to start the game. He went thirteen of sixteen. I don't know what they're blaming him for, right? I mean, their offense is sputtering against Iowa because Iowa's playing good defense, and he's thirteen to sixteen at that point. Is he missing open guys? I don't know. Maybe we maybe we couldn't see that, right? Because they bring in Clifford and Grant granted He hits the two home run balls right away. One of them, which was just poor tackling, the other one was. Matt Hankins turning his hips the wrong
0: way. It was really well. You know? I think Hankins th- thought Kerner had had him deep yeah, in, in the back, did. and Jack kind of looked like, "Oh crap! If I might meet, need to be back there, and you know whatever." But you know the reason they took Clifford out is that he had been a turnover machine and true to form, through a couple interceptions. Well, after that, he was like, uh, he was
1: fifty percent. He was a 50% passer than the rest of the game, and he had two turnovers. So, to, I mean, it, made, it makes sense. Granted, Clifford led him to a two-record last year, okay? But clearly he They is, had a lot
0: more better yeah, players
1: yeah. around him. Uh, the, to me, uh, I, I just didn't see I, – I, I guess you're injecting life, and they did. They got a couple touchdowns out of it. But if I'm sitting there as a Penn State fan, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Really? Was that – the kid was 13 of 16. I don't know if you can blame that on that quarterback for, you know. Anyway, uh, w- well, we'll see maybe, some interviews.
0: maybe Franklin knew that in order to get back in this, they were going to have to pass. And didn't feel like Clifford, he could do it as Clifford, deep. you know, was probably the better passer. And certainly
1: he, that, that deep ball was – I'm envious of that deep ball he threw. Right.
0: No question. You right? know, uh, I thought Smith-Marset laid out, and he gave it everything he had on that one deep pass. And he – Clearly had the guy by a step. Uh, that's something that Spencer just has not quite. Nate Stanley took him a while to figure out on those deep passes. You know, in and
1: that one, I thought, you know, boy, I don't think he even threw. I don't even think it was a bad throw. I think he threw it early, right? I think he just had another half a second to wait, and he had time. And I, I think that's where, where where he's coming up on these deep balls. Uh, well, he's not coming up short. He's coming up long on all of them, right? And I think it's because he's just, just a little bit too antsy. Because if he just waits half a second, he's got the extra separation, and the ball he threw is right in the bread basket, right? Now, not saying he's going to get there. He was eighteen, to, 18 of, uh, was eighteen of twenty-eight for one eighty-six, no interceptions. It's not bad. He, the, he did have a fumble. Had a bad fumble. Pulled away from the center. Clearly his fault. Clearly his fault. Um, I thought there were there was a point in time when somebody, I think Dr. Min may have said, you know, I think he, he's aiming right now. That was in the in the second quarter. But then he threw right away two balls in rhythm on that drive that got him down to the goal line, right? Just so ropes. I, right. So as soon as you say, well, it looks like he's aiming, then all of a sudden he starts to look like maybe he's not, right? I thought he – I actually did think he came out again – um. Some decent balls, but I didn't think he looked great in the first quarter. I thought he looked better as the game went on, and maybe this will be a thing where he gets comfortable. And the more comfortable he is in each game, the more comfortable as he goes forward. Maybe he—we we got to hope on that because it, it's it's clear when you see balls that are thrown over the middle and the guy is just you're just missing the guy by ten fifteen yards.
0: You're 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 not comfortable. Once you are, you know what happens, right? Right. So I thought, you know, uh, it's interesting, Matt Millen was in a love affair with the Iowa offensive line, and, uh, you know, I thought Alaric Jackson struggled there for, I don't know, two series in a row, but then he got his feet under him again. Um, I He's an anomaly to me because I feel like he should just be dominating everyone that he's going against, and it certainly seems like uh, smaller, quicker guys are really really having their way with him.
1: He must Uh, be grading out really, really well in the run game. Uh, His pass protection has been, um, it's been good. It's just you notice you've noticed a few in every game, you've noticed one or two where he just the guy gets a step on him. I don't know whether he's taking a playoff in his brain Certainly, he works hard enough as a kid. Yeah, does. right. So you know, but you're right. Every once in a while, you're like, oh, "That one's on AJ," right? And you're like, "Well, wait a minute." He comes out of there with these huge pro football focused grades. Like he, so he's plowing guys over on the runs, and, and you know, it's just it's some of that pass protection. There's a step here and there that they can get on, but yeah, you, you know. It, and honestly, um, th- that offensive line played great, considering. Um, well, they played great anyway, but when you consider. You lose Kallenberger somewhere in there. What happened um, to him? I didn't. I didn't really even see what it was. He's still he's on the depth chart. Start the week. So right now, so it looks like he'll be back this week. Don't they Jack, just Xerox those from last? No, week? No, they kind of do. Jack Plums but, uh, went in there and played. Right and played fine. Uh, he's not a tiny kid either. Oh, good lord! He's, he's so he, right. tall. Was he yeah. 6'8"? Yeah, he's a big kid, and and. and so they, you know, there wasn't a noticeable drop off terribly at that point. Although Kallenberger's really playing well, you're going to have shooter back this week and Kronk. Both of them can play this week if they if they're needed. So I'm not too worried about it. But um, but I, that was a little bit of a step. You had to put in a, a really young guy, um, and we saw that on the defensive side as well. Yaya Black played, and he's. Like, He's a true freshman. I think he's a true freshman. Played, uh, you know, defensive end because uh, John Wagner's out um, with an, an injury, so he was the backup defensive end, and, and I believe he is this week as well. So. Uh, Evans was uh, obviously in there a lot. It looked like they moved Chauncey down to the middle. They did a couple of times. Pointed that out to the fellas. The other, yes, they did. They, they would put Joe Evans on that end and let Chauncey go up the middle. Yeah. Uh, which, from a from a speed rush perspective, now you're trying to guard. Now you're trying to to block Nixon and Golston, right up the gut. That's yeah, a pretty good idea. I like that. You
0: well, know, and but, uh, I mean, did did Golston have an interception? Yeah. So Golston yeah, and Nixon with the two yeah. interceptions, yeah. right? Because it was tipped to him, right? Right. Yeah. By Nixon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I tell you what. This, this is where again, I you know, I start, and I I don't want to get ahead of myself. There's so much football left to be played this year, for the four or five games. But um, I look at next year, and you think, man, what would it be like if we could get – because all these guys are eligible again. Right. Right. Everybody is. Somebody's going to want to go pro. We understand, uh, you know, Jackson, Eric uh, Jackson probably oh, for sure. has his chance and will go. Uh, Nixon will be in a discussion and likely go. Now, do you look, though – let's say this team does go well, down Heffernan's the road.
0: that's going to go, isn't he? Heffield's not going to play pro ball, you think? But he's going to be a seventh-year junior or whatever.
1: I don't know, man. You wanted to play Big Ten football your whole life. You're finally getting to do it, and you look ahead. It's a matter of one of those things where you look at, okay, wait a minute. This team is this good right now. We had a few struggles because we had a new quarterback. We had some guys missing. We had the whole COVID thing. Where might we look at possibly this? And, and it's tough because they've had this happen a few times in the past, you know, clear, going clear back to Hayden, one of Hayden's years there where everybody decided to come back. Then you lose a game early on and you kind of get deflated because you feel like, okay, there goes the national championship, right? But you bring all these guys back. They're going to be a tough team to beat. You could be looking at I mean, this team is that close to being in in, in the catbird seat they're one point from being in the catbird seed to go to the Big Ten championship game, and right. they're now currently out of it completely, right? Because
0: Northwestern won. Northwestern had, would have to lose the rest of their games. Yes,
1: but it, oddly enough, had Iowa beaten Northwestern, flipped that twenty, uh, get a, get that Schudak field goal to bounce in before halftime, you win at twenty three twenty one. Now both teams have one loss, and Iowa has a tiebreaker over them. You're sitting there going, okay. Well, we can beat Wisconsin. We're we're in, right? Um, and granted, we got two well, more games to go. But I'm just saying. Well, certainly you're is, not
0: you're not looking down the schedule going. There's nobody on the, on this schedule right now that you don't think you have a very good chance of beating. Right,
1: right, right. and, I mean, and two even two touchdowns
0: right. over over Nebraska at least the early line. I think you're going to be some somewhere in that neighborhood. Against Illinois on the road, and then Wisconsin's probably pretty close to a pick'em.
1: And so, so you know, my point being that if you look down the road next year, do you have the do you have do guys get to the point where they're like, you know, I've played football my whole life, and once I'm done here, I'm done. I'm either done or am I? You know, so the guys who are going pro, I understand if if they want to leave. Uh, if they're definitely going to get paid, they're definitely going to get in. They're going to be drafted. You've you got to go, right? This, you got to think Matt Hankins would right? go. Well, he would be. So there are some guys on this defense. And there's, and then you've got Amir Smith-Marset probably going to get a shot somewhere, right? Brandon Jackson. Yeah. But on the other hand, which guys turn around and go, you know what? We well, can win a championship here. I, mean, I, I we can win a championship here, and, and maybe that would depend on how the basketball team does, Is as odd as that sounds. With the way, yeah, it, was, it turns out, you know, Luca Garza just said come back and uh, look at the draft last week. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's interesting to think. All right. We're going to talk to Tom Kagan at HawkeyeReport.com. we got basketball to talk about there starting this week as well. We'll be back on the Hawkeye
0: Huddle on 1700 championship. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: And we're back on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Just just a note, I believe that the Make-A-Wish Foundation has jelly Hobby lights going on on the other side of town again this year as well. So you have a couple of different options for your drive through I don't want to kill the advertisers uh, that are paying this radio station. But one of them's you know, fully charitable and and goes to uh, to kids who uh, need wishes and uh, who are in life life-threatening conditions, and one of them's for a, bi- a bike or a run club, and they're going to get a percentage that's super super tiny small. It's it's a for-profit deal. So just saying. Anyway, everybody have fun. I'll probably go to both of them myself. Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com on the line with us today. Uh, Tom, we're 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 in a in a complete bubble bubble today. We're at uh, in David's uh, sunroom here, <laughs> uh, um, out here in uh, West Des Moines. So not even at the Alchemy Lounge in uh, the uh, Distilling Company, but uh, nonetheless, same sort of revelry this week as the Hawkeyes with the victory on the road. And I, I, I think you were more confident in it than either one of us for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, um, even the Vegas voters were were going on the side of Penn State going into that but it was never really a football game. And we're starting to see this Iowa football team develop into one that I think we can all be confident in week to week versus wondering who's going to
2: show up week to week. Yeah. I think um, the big thing is uh, defensively. They have just, um, they've caught fire, you know, more than anything else. They've caught fire defensively. They're able to, um, you know, just uh, limit, uh, Limit things on the defensive end they're getting after the quarterback they're creating turnovers um they're doing all the things that you need to do from that end and and doing just enough offensively which is <laughs> saying just enough where they've scored over thirty points in the last you know in each of the last three games uh but the defense has helped special teams have helped in that area as well well
0: yeah there's no question that the defense has uh, been the the catalyst, I think, is it relates to to the way this team, you know, is playing. And, and certainly Davion Nixon in his uh, big man touchdown there at the end of the game was something to behold. But uh, the whole defensive line, you know, that was the big question mark, I think, coming in uh, to this season. Boy, you know, Jack Heflin's played good. V2, V2, uh, what is it, V2B, Van Valkenberg?
1: Yes, yeah. Yes. V2B, uh, six and a half sacks on the year Yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, It it was the question mark, Tom. I mean, really, when you think about what people were saying, where are they going to get a pass rush, uh, it really hasn't been too much of a problem.
2: It hasn't. um, You know, that was... That was a big concern though, going into the year was where was this, um, were you going to make up for 10 and a half sacks from AJ Epinesa? And nobody else on the D line had gotten over what, like four in a year. So you wondered. And, um, Van valkenburg has been really good. He keeps getting better every week. Um, Jack Heflin's done well. Uh, Davion Nixon's turned into a you know, potential first, second round pick in the NFL draft probably this spring. Chauncey Golson's been really good, um, so yeah, they're just um, they're they're clicking. I think it's really helped the defense that they've got um, a healthy um, Seth Benson and a healthy Jack Campbell that they can rely on right now, and that can give them something uh, you know in the middle of the defense that's uh, I think been very effective.
0: Yeah, it really has. You know that first drive that Penn State had with five quarterback draws or whatever it was was a little disconcerting and then i mentioned in our first segment that the, phil parker apparently got into the defense going what are you guys doing this guy can't beat you with the arm and they clearly said okay go ahead and try and pass on us uh we're we're going to stuff the run and that changed the complexion of the penn state offense uh, up until they put in clifford and you know, at that point, it, I don't want to say it was too little too late because it certainly made me a little bit nervous when it was 31-21. But uh, nevertheless, uh great to see the Hawks continue to improve. Um, you know, what would this have been had we had a full season and you you had the first game? Iowa State looks extraordinarily good right now. Um Well, they certainly got – I mean, they played – they laid
1: an egg in their first game, and look what they've done since, right? Right. I mean – uh yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to have an easy game coming out of well, the Well
0: just you know? those three games before yeah. he got into the Big Ten yeah. year for Spencer to try and get his feet under him. But uh nevertheless, you know, Tom, changing gears real fast. The basketball team starts this week. We've got uh not the phone company of North Carolina A&T, but rather North Carolina Central. North Carolina, yeah, I some I don't know. I had it was
1: written on the sheet that I read last week and I'm like, wait a minute, it's North Carolina Central.
2: Yes. And, North and that Carolina Central. That yeah. game's Wednesday afternoon, right? Wednesday, at three o'clock, and then uh, they play uh, Southern at uh, four o'clock on Friday, right after the football game. Right after the football game,
1: Southern from Trent Condon's favorite conference, the, the SWAC. They are the Swackers. They are they are they are to, predicted to be uh, top two in the SWAC this year, though. So, at least you got that. So, you know, at least uh, actually Central has a bunch of guys back from an eighteen and thirteen team. That'll be that'll be fun. I think the tough thing, Tom, uh, obviously the really tough thing is as excited as the team is to get out there, and you wanted to see Jack Nungy, and then you had the terrible news of his father's passing, surprisingly, I guess, on Saturday. So he won't play. He'll be with his family. But kid can't catch a break. I mean, good heavens of all the, the things that has to happen after the health issue and, and such of last year and redshirting. That's got to be tough um, for for everybody on the team to see that to see a kid who's been around with them their teammates uh, kind of suffering like that.
2: Yeah, you have to think that um, there's some uh, some sunshine around the corner for Jack Nungey because he hasn't seen a lot of it uh, in the last couple of years. You know, when to you know, make the decision to redshirt and then you come back from that redshirt year and you're kind of ready to rock and roll and you know Fran is pumping you up and talking about how how great you've looked and you're starting to get going a little bit and then you tear your ACL so you're out for the rest you're playing five games that year and um, and then you've got the ACL tear and and now you're really kind of coming back and you're feeling pretty good and ready for the season to get going and and now you have the tragedy like this Um, yeah, it's just really tough for Jack and his family and, uh, your heart goes out to him and, you know, hopefully, uh, um, he can, uh, he can find some comfort and, and some peace.
1: So the starters, uh, that Fran was talking about today, I believe was, uh, he's going with Bohannon, Frederick Wieskamp, Connor McCaffrey at the four, at the four and Luca Garza. Now don't get me wrong. That's, that's, that's a winning formula right? At some point in time. That seems like a three-guard lineup to, to, to me. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, I was kind of interested in that, and of course, you've got another guard in, who's going to play a ton in Joe, Joe Toussaint. I think the challenge right here, Tom, uh, for, for Fran is really going to be, how am I going to distribute minutes amount among
2: all these guys, because this team's loaded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a challenge. Um, but I think Fran has to be disciplined about it. And he can't just give minutes to guys just to give minutes to guys to keep everybody happy and keep mouths fed and everything. Because, um, I think that's where some other years have gotten away from him Where when he's tried to play maybe 11 guys, you just can't do it. You, you can't. It's, just, it's unfortunate because I, I know he believes that, you know, Aaron Uless and Tony Perkins and, Both the Murrays uh, deserve minutes, but the fact is there's just, I think nine is what you got to go with, and you just play those nine and you see where it goes. Now, it'll help him right now because, you know, as much as he'd probably rather have, obviously, you'd rather have Jack Mungie available on Wednesday and Friday, but he's not, not going to be with the team. So, um, you know, you'll have, uh, you know, you'll be able to. Play uh he's he said Fran said today, Keegan Murray will probably get in there and play. That he's gonna but that's the the, the struggle here is without Nunji they don't have kind of a natural backup five. They just don't. So it's because uh, Onagale is not ready to go. So they're gonna have to probably um you know go with uh Keegan Murray as their five with the backup behind Luca Garza. Patrick will be a four? Yeah, three or four. Um
0: yeah, That's there's a really the
2: lineup that I don't that I don't I I don't worry about that lineup um defensively or anything really because you know, Connor's six five, Weezy's six six, uh both guys are feisty and can rebound. we camp averaged uh over six rebounds a game last year. So uh, people sleep on that a little bit. So, he, you know, those guys can rebound really well. Um, So I I think they'll be fine there. Um, Frederick might have to get in there a little bit more. I think he averaged under two last year uh, on rebounds. So he's going to have to maybe get in there a little bit more and, uh, you know, try scrap a little bit. But, you know, he's got Luke Garza in there. So you know, he's right. gonna you know, he's gonna clean the glass uh, twelve times a game at least. So Right, right. I think you're okay. Yeah, no, no question
0: about it. And you know, the guy we haven't I even mean, mentioned, Patrick McCaffrey. Well, that's what he's... yeah, and, and where you know, he might he might be able to fit in for six or eight minutes a game.
1: Right. It's hard to know exactly where he but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put he's part of the nine, right? I would I would think I would and think he's absolutely.
2: number two. Yeah, I would think I would think you've got a solid eight with the starters that we've mentioned, Joe Toussaint, Joe, uh, Patrick McCaffrey and Jack Nungy, that ninth guy is probably it could fluctuate maybe, you know. One game might it be. might be Aaron Eulens. It yeah, might be on one of the Murray twins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it might yeah. be Keegan Murray. It might be Chris Murray. You know. Might uh, I I think that's kinda how you have to almost look at it is he's got um you know kind of a uh, a flux at number 9
0: well i tell you
2: what you know when
0: <laughs> i don't want to get dolphin trouble but you know we don't have mel Bashabi or Basabi coming off the bench right now and worrying about trying to make sure he get his, his 6 or 8 minutes right. you know and and i think he learned what something do you mean like, daily yeah that guy too <laughs> yeah. same all yeah. of them yeah. uh, anyway but you know what i'm saying is is that is that we're not we don't have to go back and and try and say okay you're the eleventh dude we're going to get you seven eight minutes unless you know unless you're ahead thirty five points or something like that but I think he learned something last year playing that short rotation with seven maybe eight guys at most and yeah. it worked yeah. and they were successful and they were poised to make a run so uh, you know you get a couple easy quote unquote easy ones and then the rest of the non conference is awesomely hard, challenging, and, uh, you know, Hawk fans shouldn't freak out if they lose three or four games uh, early on. It's too bad they got Illinois only once, though, uh, with the way that those games were last year.
2: You know what's interesting, um, Ridge Gnosis, I I look at Ken Palm and his stuff all the time, and Ken Palm has his game-by-game projections up for the Iowa season. He has Iowa losing eight times in the conference. Wow! To Con- whom?
1: Well, there's there's half of the Big times. Ten. Yeah. Half of the Big Ten is yeah. in the top twenty-five right now.
2: Well, I
0: suppose that's true. I mean,
1: right? So eight. Boy, that's a lot, though. But, but you go twelve and eight, right? It's twenty, yeah. so it's twelve and eight. I mean, it's still, it's still a heck of
2: a record. I think you, maybe it, in, it, it yeah. might be it might be it might be thirteen and seven, and then he has losing maybe to Gonzaga. Okay, think that might be it. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. There were eight losses in there. I was yeah. shocked. I was like, ooh, ooh mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see how it that, all plays that, out. Uh, here. I, but I wonder if Ken Palm's numbers, and again, yeah, there are a lot of Big Ten teams that are in his top 20, 30. Um, you know, but it, they're, they were all road games, and I just wonder if he's overvaluing road atmosphere this year. Just overall, and which and which won't be won't be bit. the
1: same, right? It won't be the it same. It won't be. It's it just, it just won't yeah, be. Yeah, you're,
2: yeah. There's gonna there's no isome this year. There's no pink no. crew this year. Nope. They're right. Just, they're not there. You know, there's the, no hawk's just, nest. They there's really been, well. There was it, never <laughs> there never was a hawk's nest. Really, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's it's, be
1: honest.
2: I was there's trying no, to be tongue and cheek there. Uh, there's going to right. be no orange crush when they go down to Champagne.
1: How does Tom Izzo pull off? I mean, we're going to be able to hear him. I mean, you know, the number of f bombs that guy drops during games is it's astounding, right? But you're going to be able to hear him because that's Bobby all you're be able
0: to I could never coached during the COVID period. Well, those, yeah. are,
2: those are those that that and um, over under a uh, number of minutes into the first game before Fran uh, throws his mask or face shield. Oh, they have to wear those on the oh, sidelines, don't they? Oh, man. Yes, they do. They've got to wear a mask or a face shield. Oh, my goodness. All
1: right, real quick, let's. Uh, we got to get back to football time before we let
2: go. As a former Iowa player, basketball player told me when we were talking about this, he goes, I wonder how many times if he uses a face shield, how many times they're going to have to clean that thing during the game. Spit, yeah,
1: <laughs> the spit, clean the spit off of it. Uh, we know it's early in the week, so you don't want to give up too much. Uh, you, but, oh, the game's on Friday instead of uh, Saturday. Uh, quick thoughts, Iowa-Nebraska this week in Kinnick.
2: Boy, I you know, it was interesting um, hearing what Scott Frost had to say today about this game and <laughs> just how unfocused his team was. But like Luke McCaffrey, it, here's, the, here's the thing we've learned, gentlemen. Um, the, looking at Penn State last week, and what happened in Nebraska, because everybody was clamoring for the backup quarterback at both those institutions, right? They were clamoring for Luke McCaffrey, get rid of Martinez. Luke McCaffrey was terrible last week. Right. Was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we looked at look at Penn State, and everybody was clamoring for Will Levis because Sean Clifford's terrible. Yeah, okay. Right. How'd that work out for you? You know, you had to go back no. to the original guy. That's what I always say about this is, But, you know, we did have a situation with Michigan where the Milton guy, Joe Milton, was terrible against Rutgers. And they were going to lose to Rutgers. And they almost still did lose to Rutgers. But uh, Cade McNamara came in there and saved their bacon as a backup quarterback. And he's probably going to be their starter moving forward. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no question uh, about it. But uh, I just think Nebraska is so undisciplined, turnover-prone. Hawks continue to do that. Uh, That... That's not a good recipe yeah, for
2: winning. It's, it's tur- turnovers. Um, Penalties. Iowa I will be able to run the ball, I would think. Um, you know, they're going to have to adjust some things. Penn State did a, an interesting thing. They, were, they took away the outside zone, and they were blitzing that cornerback a lot and, and stuffing that up, and Goodson got knocked off. So yeah. Brian Ferris is going to have to adjust there.
1: Yep, that we saw that, but but he did adjust, so you're right. Don't, don't, All right, don't thank you, again. Tom. We'll talk hey, to you Tom, next week. We're going to take a break. We'll be back okay. on the Hawkeye okay. Huddle on 1700, the
0: champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: And as we bring you back in, we remind you we will not be on the air on Thursday of this week. Of course, uh, it's Thanksgiving. But uh, we'll be back next Thursday at the Alchemy Lounge at the Foundry Distilling Company down in West Point. So join us down there next Thursday. That's a week from Thanksgiving if you want to come down. Uh, They are open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, for your cocktails and libations if you'd like to. Uh, they do have event space available. They have tours, you get all kinds of good stuff when you do that. Uh, they have a harvest dinner coming up that you can get prepared for. If you want to check, uh, check it out, so send Max down there at the foundrydistillingcompany.com a uh, an email. All kinds of good stuff, and you can pick up Foundry Spirits for the holidays. Want to recognize our other sponsors on the program. Uh, we got our friends down at G Migs that you mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, kind of missing uh, them. I, I need to get down there for some food. I'm, I Tried to talk Andrew. I thought yesterday. you were going yesterday. And, uh, well, he, he Andrew wanted to uh, wanted to head back out closer to home because he had some homework to do, and I'm not going to say right. Don't that my college homework. students shouldn't, shouldn't do his homework, so we we did not go there. I wanted some wings, and we did not get down there, but uh, we will soon. Maybe even this week.
0: A M P M Plumbing. You know what they do? They do plumbing. You got clogs? You need to call A M P M Plumbing. <laughs> clogs. <laughs> and I'm not talking about clogging. I'm talking, <laughs> about, clogging I'm talking about plumbing issues. And uh, they're very responsive. Great people. Uh, if you do have any big or small plumbing issues, give them a call.
1: And, of course, uh, REMAX Concepts, uh, Doug Stonehawker at DSMRealEstate.com. That's DSMRealEstate.com. They sponsor our home team of the week. Uh, I che- Now,
0: last week I said Baltimore.
1: You did. You cheated. I went with Northwestern, and I think I was fine. Yeah. You, you, I think you, I did well on
0: that, didn't you, I? Okay. You did very well. Um, it should be noted that I changed out of Baltimore before the, the game started after talking to my son Trey who's a Titans fan, and he was giving me the business. And then he said, uh, I said, okay, I'm going to go with the Raiders uh, f- f- for my loser. And that, that worked out. So, I had an idea on this,
1: but I i
0: can't go with it. What
1: is it? I was thinking IU and Maryland. I thought that would be a closer spread. Indiana is a 12-point
0: favorite over Maryland. Maybe it, that's, that's – I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going back to the well. Roll Tide. You – Twenty-four over Auburn, twenty-four, roll tide roll first half. Going to be probably close to sixteen there. All right, Bo Nixon has turned himself into the turnover machine that we know that he can be. Okay,
1: I'll go with you on that. I'll I'll throw in. Um, I'm going throw in Michigan State. They're getting thirteen at home against Northwestern who's bound to have a little bit of letdown, be looking ahead to a couple of the other games ahead of them. Something's wrong with
0: Michigan State.
1: Yeah, they are. I know. But every once in a while, something like that will jump up and bite you. I'm going to go with Michigan State. All right. They get 13, right? You get 13. We could easily go with the Hawks on this one. Well, fourteen's a lot. No. It started at 12. It started at 12, and people hammered that, as you said, immediately and changed to 14 pretty quick. Two touchdowns. Let's talk about why that would be. Okay? So, Illinois – rushes
0: for 285 yards at Nebraska. What is day. Nebraska's plus-minus in turnovers this year? Do you have that? I don't have that on here. I, they've got to be negative. Well, he had six
1: turnovers in the game the other day, right? Three of them on McCaffrey. So they bring in the McCaffrey kid, and he does run. He ran for 126 yards the other day, I guess. On twenty, And he had 26 he had twenty-six rushes, but he, he threw for like 110 or something like that, and he had you know, three interceptions, and they were they were just awful. Now right? last year against the Hawks, they brought McCaffrey in. And he provided a spark. No, it was a halfback pass, a couple of things, and one and on a, with a guy down, illegal man downfield. They score a touchdown. Okay, all right. Yes, he did provide a little bit of a spark illegally. So okay, I mean hey, toss the ball the guy and and he runs and six guys go downfield ten yards. The whole defensive line or defensive backfield sucks up. It's pretty easy to throw a touchdown pass at that point. Well, no, right? that's a good point. Anyway, you're you're right. He provided he he did. It's it, Tom's right though. It's an interesting thing to watch, uh, the ebb and flow of the, of crying for the backup quarterback, and we all kind of are interested to see Alex Padilla right now, right? But let's not t- get too crazy until until we really know what's going on, right? Because it it, it it does go there. Here's some interesting Try, things about our friend Scott Frost. The, trust the coaches. So yes. Through twenty-eight games, Scott Frost is ten and eighteen at Nebraska. How did he win ten? Well, nope. that you got to keep in mind he did have Bethune Cookman, right? So he's he's only beaten he's beaten uh, I believe he's got f- wins against three teams with seven wins. Uh, three teams with no. I'm sorry, four teams with winning records. Bethune Cookman Bethune Cookman was one of them. A one double A or a whatever right. you call it an FBS or whatever FCS. Uh, whatever they are, um, the, Bethune-Cookman they were seven and six that year. The other three teams had seven wins. He hasn't beaten anybody with a winning with that finished with a winning record since 2018. That was his first year. Last year they didn't beat anybody that that, and so far this year, of course not. They're one and three, um, through through 28 games. Mike Riley, who they wanted out badly, was 16 and 12, and nine and eight in the Big Ten. Bo Pelini was tw- 20 and eight. And they hated him. They had to get rid of him. He was 11-5 and five in they the Big Ten. They only
0: hated Bo yelling. Uh, they loved his football.
1: Bill Callahan was 17-11 and 11, and 8-9 and nine in the Big Ten at this point. And Frankie Solich, who did have the benefit of having some Tom Osborne behind him, uh, was 23-5 and five through his first 28 games. And they ran him out of town on the rail. Because, you know, they're in Nebraska. they got to do better than that, right? This... And here he is today. So Tom says, you know, Tom Kaker had mentioned his comments today. Uh, is he just constantly this this guy constantly he, makes you, excuses you, that are all on his players. It's you said it has got nothing to do with him. You
0: said exactly right. He is Steve Alford uh, wearing uh, a coach of football team uh,
1: with uh, yes, and with and that's exactly right. There's just nothing that's ever his fault. The only difference is Alford fault. actually did win. Yeah, right. And so it sort of worked out a little here and there to when they didn't play well, you wondered what was going on. So you can say, well, we didn't prepare very well or blah, blah. But, um, you know, Scott Frost just says, well, we weren't ready to go. And, you know, and I saw a really funny tweet. I don't know if this was this week where he did something, but he was talking about, you know, we were just okay. We're just okay. And so they made that into an AT&T commercial, which was really pretty good. But um, they – he even had said this week – they're like, how did you give up that many points to Illinois? I mean, Illinois. Well, that was a question is, I posed. Is a, Illinois is better than they have been. They're, they're a little bit. A little bit, right? They beat, they went Ru- to a, they beat Rutgers. They right? went to a bowl game last year. They did, year. right? So they And they upset Wisconsin. They're okay. Maybe. We'll see more about them. But how did you do that? He's like, well, I don't call the defensive plays. What a great head. This is a guy that was rated by, he was rated by the Sporting News as the fourth best coach in the Big Ten before he even played a game. So with 10 victories, you know how long it's going to take him to get to 165? So Coach Kirk for 50 years has 100 exactly. Big Ten wins. Exactly. And I'm not saying we don't complain from time to time. The inside draw on 3rd and 12 is never going to be a play that I'm going to applaud. I will be bitching and moaning and pissing about that Unless all it's the time. from the 5? Maybe. <laughs> I, you're just not going to get me to say that that's okay. Um, I feel like that's a defeatist attitude. And if your quarterback isn't good enough to to try to throw the ball downfield and well, get first did down. Well, they ran it.
0: The reason they ran it the other day is because on second down, he should have thrown an, an interception. And they said, did, we're yeah, not going to do I, that again. I know that's what he said. It still bothers me. Okay, oh.
1: But I'm just saying, I still the man has 165 wins and now 100 Big Ten wins. He's behind uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg by 15. And then uh, Beckler and, and Woody Hayes, how long? Woody Hayes has 152 or 153 Big Ten wins. Holy cow! Think about the, just do the math. On it. I don't even know how long that guy coached at the, in the Big Ten, but well, I don't think they lost very, very many times. Obviously not. Uh, real quick, before I don't want to get away and get on to finishing up with Nebraska. Before we um, we mentioned the uh, the women's basketball team opens up this week as well. Their schedule just came out. Uh, but they got UNI Wednesday night after the men's basketball team. So the men play at three o'clock on the Big Ten Network. The women are on BTN Plus at six thirty against UNI. Do they have to clear the stage? Apparently, they don't have to worry about that. Um, and by the way, twelve hours of basketball on the Big Ten Network on, uh, I on saw Wednesday, that. which is going to be fabulous uh, for those of us who are sitting around bored with nothing to do at, at an in-laws' house or something like that. Some of us, by the way, are traveling. Sorry, just going to do it. Right. Ooh, I'll wear a mask somewhere in there. All right, time now for our Foundry Distilling Company last call, uh, brought to you by the good folks at Foundry Distilling Company. Missing um, some of uh, their libations this evening. I'm enjoying a, a, a beer here, but not enjoying the real stuff as I do each week there. Uh, so the Hawks are on the uh, are, are on their way home. They're going to be back in Kinnick. The uh, Heroes game uh, at noon against Nebraska on.
0: And so this Friday. is another trophy game where Iowa is now what seventeen and seventeen and
1: four out of their last twenty one. Okay. Five in a row against Nebraska. They're going for six in a row.
0: You gotta go first, hurry. Well,
1: I do, and I so boy. I just never like to get overconfident. You know me and with the glasses half empty stuff, but good heavens. I'm I just can't see Nebraska rolling in there and doing much. I think Iowa does it's the same thing as last week. Iowa methodically just widens this thing out. and by the end, of the, Towards the end of the game, Nebraska the scores a touchdown or two against, in mop-up. I, I get the Hawks. So we'll go 34-21. They'll just miss the number.
0: <laughs> How do you do that? How about I that? don't know, but I, I certainly think the Hawks are going to get over 30, 30 points again for the fourth straight week. Um, the way that Nebraska has just played completely undisciplined football, turnovers, bad decisions, penalties, all over the and field. Don't
1: be surprised if this gets really chippy because they pulled that crap. These yes. are the last two games, right? Yes. Where they somehow think they can talk,
0: right? Right. And uh, I hope their mustaches all come in this week because they're going to need them to lick up their wounds. I got I got Iowa going over forty again. I'm going to go 42
1: So you're liking. So you should have picked them as the home team of the week. Well, yeah, how can you pick them as the home team of the week if they're always your home team? Oh, that's true. That's true. We're always trying to find somebody special for that. That's that's, right. But uh,
0: anyway, I'm looking forward to the game on Friday. Uh, Iowa State's got a big game against Texas. uh, At the same time. Pretty much. 11? Is there 11? I think they're 11, I think – what time are we? Noon. Okay, so – there'll be some
2: overlap there Yep. yeah anyway yeah
1: Yeah. we can discuss how that's going for them too that their fans are fun really looking forward to the to iowa with with a big win this week and two wins in basketball be fun to watch yes
0: thanks for joining us this week we'll talk to you next week Perfect. perfect